What did they find over the years that have selling cost? Good morning from the Financial Times. This is Friday, June 2nd. This is your FT News Briefing. Binance is getting buttered by US regulators, and hey, looks like the US isn't going to default on its debt after all. But boy, it was a doozy getting to this point. Plus, Ukraine is increasing its attacks on Russia ahead of its spring counter offensive. I'm Mark Filipino, here's the news. You need to start your day. The world's largest cryptocurrency exchange has lost a quarter of its market share in the past three months. The decline comes at a time when Binance is running into a thorough commercial competition and is facing a regulatory crackdown in the US New York State watchdogs banning Binance from issuing its own stablecoin and US federal regulators are suing the crypto exchange. The US government looks like it's on its way to passing a bill that raises the debt ceiling. If the bill is signed into law, it means the country will not default on itself, something that would have been economically catastrophic. To explain more about where this battle over the debt ceiling has left US politics, and joined by the FD Washington Bureau Chap, James Polity. Hi, James. Hey, thanks for giving me. So, James, this deal was really brokered by Democratic President Joe Biden and Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. There were some concerns that McCarthy wouldn't be able to wrangle enough support from his own party members to get this through the House. How significant is it that he was able to pull this off? Well, it's definitely really significant for global investors and the world economy because it was one of the biggest sources of uncertainty out there was whether McCarthy had the influence, the mandate, the power to actually be able to get a controversial ultimately bill or his party through the house of representatives to prevent a default and use debt. And you know, after negotiating with President Biden, they struck a deal and he was able to get it through the house. And so I think there is a lot of relief that actually he was perhaps more powerful and politically able and more in control of his rookie. Republicans caucusum than we thought at the beginning of the year. So what does this fight over the debt sailing tell us about the polarization in American politics? Well, it tells us that the level of political tension is high enough to have brought used to bring of the default for the first time in 12 years, which is really a risk that seems kind of responsible. But, but ultimately, the center had in the American political synthesis instance that both Democrats and Republicans, even you know, under the heavy influence of Donald Trump, decided that it was better to strike a duel than to see the follow from a potential default. And I think it's some ways that inquiry in the current environment where that holds after this, I think it remains to be seen. So James, it looks like this is going to get seen into law. Now that this drama is almost a rear view mirror. What did it go to use economic and financial reputation, anything? In some ways it's been less damaging than it was in 2011 
when there was actually a market crash at the time of the, you know, final vote of the health. And there was the downgrade based on the reports of the US AAA credit rating, which we didn't have this time around. So I think they managed them they managed to limit the damage. But it certainly has been assembly that once again we're back on the brink of the fall here in the US. And you know, after all, US treasuries are the bedrock of the strength of the dollar and the <laughs> as a reserve currency and it could really be harmful, harmful over, over a long period of time if this crisis keeps getting distracted. I think there is going to be a push, you know, especially among Democrats to try to see if there's a way to neutralize the doubt, sailing forever and make sure that it's no longer a factor and can be used by Republicans to try to extract concessions the future. James Polity is the FD Washington Bureau Chef. Thanks, James. Thank you so much. Inflation in the horizon fall to its lowest level since Russia invaded Ukraine just over a year ago. Annual consumer prices in the euro currency block rose 6.1% in my in my year on year. That zone from 7% in April, economists say the drop in core inflation was largely due to Germany launching a subsidy ticket for public transportation, which slowed the down rising prices for transporting services. First, there was a mysterious drone attack on the Kremlin last month. Then earlier in this week, drones hit the Russian capital again. There was also a drone attack on a Russian spy ship in the blockchain. After Ukraine corresponded crisis, Miller says, these are what are being called shipping operations. Shipping operations are essentially the preparations that take place before any major forward tools or ground counteroffensive, right? So these are strikes on command and control centers, logistical hubs, maybe Russian air defense systems, things that would ultimately be used by Russia in its defenses or even its own offenses and make it difficult for Russia to better defend itself. When Ukraine's counteroffensive gets underway in earnest, and he says the long-awaited spring counteroffensive is coming. There have been numerous Ukrainian strikes with Russian-controlled territory in eastern Ukraine and southern Ukraine. The Ukrainians are clearly trying to connect at logistical centers, command and control centers generally to disrupt Russia's defenders, defensive plans. We've also seen, you know, Russia ramping up it. It's on our strike. We've seen, you know, some movements around the front line in the east of Ukraine, around the city of Babmort, which Russia has managed to seize full control over, but has lost some con some ground around the northern and southern flanks of the city. So it does look like Kiev is trying to probe Russia's defensive lines here and there to serve for coach where its weakness are as it gears up for the counteroffensive, which is a more major ground advance. So what would Ukrainians regard as a successful counteroffensive? There was a large section of territory in eastern Ukraine, 
in the Nets and Lugans regions that had been occupied for eight years prior to this full-scale invasion. I think a lot of Ukrainian officials would consider a successful interoperation being one that Ukrainian forces get closer to liberating those territories and even encroaching on things of the border of Crimea in the south. That would mean a significant advance, territorially speaking, and it would certainly put pressure on the Kremlin and deeply embarrass the Russian military. Percy Miller is a security correspondent for the FT. He was speaking with the FT just for an affairs commentator for the Richmond Review podcast, which comes out very Thursday. We'll have a link to the episode in the show notes.